This is DMOU, Destination Marketing Organization University, the DMO Sectors Podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Geist. DMOU is where you hear the best and the brightest in the destination marketing space, sharing innovative and compelling stories to inspire you to take your destination and organization to the next level. The format for our conversations on DMOU is elegantly simple. It's three questions and a bonus round. And today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Civitas, the leading resource for tourism improvement districts. John Lambeth and his expert team deliver unequaled knowledge, depth, and experience to destinations and communities that seek sustainable funding solutions to fuel their futures. You can learn more at civitasadvisors.com. And now it's on to our show. Our guest today is Chelsea Ruby. She was appointed the Secretary of the West Virginia Department of Tourism by Governor Jim Justice in March of 2021. This appointment marked an elevation of the West Virginia Tourism Office to a cabinet-level department where Chelsea served as Tourism Commissioner for four years. As Secretary, Chelsea leads the efforts to unify and promote the state's Almost Heaven brand, advance tourism development, and promote the Mountain State to a broader audience, featuring West Virginia as a year-round travel destination to both national and international travelers. Under her leadership, the Department of Tourism has received numerous marketing and advertising accolades for the Almost Heaven brand campaign, which launched in April 2018, including an Esto Mercury Award for Best Broadcast Television and an Eddie Award for Best Custom Content Marketing Piece for the 2020 West Virginia Vacation Guide. Previously, she served as the Director of Marketing and Communications for the West Virginia Department of Commerce, where she earned numerous state and regional marketing awards for the department's successful social media, print publications, and comprehensive public relations and advertising campaigns. She was also a member of then-Governor Earl Ray Tomlin's communication staff and served as Executive Director of West Virginia's acclaimed sesquicentennial. She currently serves serves as chair of the board of directors of Travel South, and she is a graduate of the University of Oklahoma and lives in Charleston, West Virginia with her husband, Steve, and their two kids. Chelsea Ruby, welcome to DMOU. Thank you. It's great to be here. I appreciate it. It's great to meet you. We haven't done it face-to-face yet. Part of that is, of course, uh, the plague, and we're hoping uh, that we can all get together sometime real soon uh, in the near future. But I, I got to tell you, I have always enjoyed and loved my time that I spend in West Virginia, and even more, some of the breakthrough counterintuitive research that your team has shared with their peers throughout the Americas over the past decade. But this past fall, you did something I've never, ever seen. You ordered consumer research that had nothing to do with your destination. You asked respondents to share their thoughts on New Year's resolutions. What was so powerful about New Year's resolutions that you wanted to understand to take almost heaven to the next layer? Yeah. So in the fall, we were sitting around working with our agency teams and trying to figure out, like every other destination in the in the United States, how do we get travelers traveling again? And what's going to inspire them in the coming year? Um, and I kept going back to this idea of New Year's resolutions and thinking, how have New Year's resolutions changed? Since the pandemic, we've seen literally everything about our lives change. We listen to more podcasts now. We consume more media. We make our vacation plans in much shorter windows. All of these things have changed. And I kept thinking, how is it affecting New Year's resolutions? I think, honestly, everyone thought I was crazy um, and said, let's focus on travel. Let's focus on travel. And I kept going back to it to say, as we've seen these preferences change, my guess is it has also changed New Year's resolutions. So we did it, um, and thankfully it came out with what we thought, which is a great message, not just for West Virginia, but for the entire country, that nine out of 10 people are making resolutions, and three out of four of them are prioritizing memories over material things. 
Wow, that is powerful because we had heard, uh, I'm going to say it was an American Express uh, research panel that I'm guessing 15, 20 years ago, that for the very first time indicated that it was more about experience and less about hard goods, right? Experience over tchotchke, Mm -hmm. that it was just starting. And you're saying now that it's moved all the way to three quarters. It has. And, you know, it's it's kind of ironic. As we all sat and watched every single week of the pandemic, we would look at this traveler research that was coming in. We would look at these trends. And I remember thinking, gosh, people are going to be sick of being with their families. They're not going to want to travel with their families. We're going to see this increase in solo travel. And boy, was I ever wrong. We've seen the opposite. We've seen families traveling together. We've seen more multi-gen travel where we've got families who are reuniting after a year or two of not seeing their relatives, and now they're spending this time traveling together. And we're seeing people who spent all that time together in the pandemic saying, I want to go with my family to new places and explore new places. So it's been really interesting to see how all of our preferences in everything that we do in life has seemed to been turned upside down by this pandemic. Yeah. So you found that nine out of 10 of us make those resolutions. I'm going to guess that probably the number one, two, three has got something to do with weight loss, health, the sins that we do to our bodies, right? Religion, stuff like that. But then you're saying that it really, once you get past those fairly stereotypical resolutions, it moves into experience, it moves into travel, it moves into learning new things. Tell us some of the uh, really fascinating statistics that you came away with. Yeah, so a couple that really, really surprised me. Um, The first one is almost two-thirds of Americans say vacations are the events that they look forward to most each year. Um, Not that I didn't think people loved vacation, but that's a really, really stunning number. If you think about all the experiences you have in a year, two-thirds of people are saying their vacations are the thing they're looking for most. Another one, 68% of Americans believe travel brings joy to their lives and experiencing new places makes them a better person. And I think that's part of why we're seeing it more as New Year's resolutions. People are saying, this makes me a better person to go and live like a local and understand these cultures. People really think that it is, and people really believe that it is helping transform their life. The other one that I thought was really interesting is that 62% agree that meeting new people and being exposed to different cultures creates self-improvement. Again, you know, you think about in the past when we've marketed to consumers about travel, we've really talked about that in-the-moment experience, what you can do with your family then and those activities. But it looks like in the future, we should focus on how this is a part of your life and how this can transform your attitude um, and make you a better person. So it's, it's fascinating in that, you know, like you said, it doesn't just apply to West Virginia, but it really looks at how people view travel and the impact that travel has on one's life. So let me take you a step back on that one, that different cultures, uh, meeting new people, that almost sounds counterintuitive coming out of the pandemic, because as we were experiencing the past couple of years, I really had a sense that people were more about hanging with their own tribe. I mean, we actually saw this uh, on some states where, you know, there was a, a destination that was really close to the border. And they would look across the river and say, y'all are not coming over here, this, you know, because you've got the vid and we're, we're, we're fine over here. We trust ourselves, but we don't like you. I actually was in northern Michigan during the summer of the first year of COVID. And there was actually a sign on 
a restaurant door that, of course, had the protocols, you know, six feet, got to have a mask. And it said, if you don't have Michigan plates, go home. <laughs> right? So tell me how you think this is this is shifted, because I felt that it was more tribal and more we're sticking to our own. And you're saying that this research by Longwoods is showing very clearly that that's not the case. Yeah. And, and that's one of the pieces of research that we've seen evolve. So if you look at Longwood's traveler sentiment that they've been doing since the beginning of the pandemic, what you said was very, very strong in that research. It showed that people weren't going very far. They were staying close to home, kind of staying in their, their close-knit community. But I think as things have opened back up um, and we've gone back to, I guess, somewhat normal or this new normal world, we're seeing people start to travel, but we're seeing them do it differently. They are going shorter distances for the most part, and they are visiting smaller towns and smaller communities. So, you know, that feeds into this, you know, they may not want to go to that big city, but they do kind of want to get outside of that group that they've been with for the last two years and experience something new, but they're not quite ready to make that big leap into the faraway places that they've been talking about and dreaming about and maybe have been to in the past. And 75% say they want to learn something new. And that, was, that, that has been a, a trend that we've been seeing now for 10 or 15 years, especially with boomer women. But this is much broader. Yeah, it is. That learning something new as part of the trip is, is becoming part of the real true motivation. Yes, absolutely. You know, people are picking up new hobbies. You know, we've seen this, especially as it pertains to outdoor recreation. Folks who have never been mountain biking before suddenly own mountain bikes. People who had never been out on the rivers suddenly are on a kayak. Mm -hmm. You can't find a store in West Virginia with a fishing rod. You know, people have taken on these new hobbies, these new experiences. They want to try new things. And, you know, it's been much to the benefit of tourism destinations all across the country. One of the other points that I was fascinated with, and I think that we all understand and believe this, and frankly, I remember this has got to be at least 20 years ago, Back when I was uh, serving on the Wisconsin Governor's Council on Tourism, we didn't have much money. It was, you know, back in the in the 90s, I think, and maybe early 2000s. And so we were making our television commercials run for two years. So, I mean, it was the same imagery, but sometimes mm-hmm. we would change up the message. And we really didn't like the message from the first year. We just felt it was kind of, it wasn't off message, but it just was boring. And we'd seen some research about uh, the fact that uh, the average American dad was spending something like six minutes in meaningful conversation with his kids per day. And that just made us just want to cry. And we came up with a better line. And the line was, we will find the time and we will find the place and we will be the family we always wanted to be. Your research is showing that 70% of people say that their New Year's resolution is to improve my family dynamic. And is there any better way than to do it while you're traveling where you don't have the work issues that are pulling you away from your kids? Yeah. You know, I think all of us who um, were on lockdown and spent all of that time with our family now look at it very differently. I know myself, my husband and I have a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. You know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes we had some difficult days trying to do school from home, but we really became much closer as a family. You know, every Saturday and Sunday morning now, our seven-year-old wakes up and says, where are we going to go hiking today? 
Um, and not that we didn't go hiking before, but during the pandemic, we had to get out. And so that became more of a scheduled part of our life, something that we did more. Um, and he's come to expect that. So thankfully, we live here in almost heaven, West Virginia, where there are thousands of hikes within driving distance. So we've been okay. But, you know, that's really, I think, what we've seen um, across the country is that people have made the outdoors. They've made spending time with each other a part of their daily routine. It's something that they've come to enjoy. But most importantly now, it's something that they've come to expect. So based on all this research, obviously you're going to have some epiphanies and move 2022 and 2023's marketing beyond New Year's resolutions. But you've learned a lot about what's motivating people today as we hopefully begin to come out of the pandemic. But you also launched a contest over the past month or two, offering consumers the chance to fulfill their West Virginia resolutions with 10 all-expense-paid trips. Now, before you even posted the contest on your website, you had over 200 entries in the first three days. So tell us about the results of this very cool promotion. We have over 3,000 entries now. Like you said, it got running very, very quickly. Um, we were off to a great start and we continue to build on those entries. What I think is most interesting about it is we're really asking people to tell us about their resolutions, why they've picked these resolutions and why a trip to West Virginia would help them jumpstart it. And, you know, just earlier today, I was watching some of these videos. And when you do a contest, you never know what you're going to get, especially when you ask for videos. But it's been really inspiring to go through and listen to these resolutions and listen to things that people want to accomplish through travel and through other means over the next year. I probably shouldn't admit this, but I'm one of the one in 10 who has not made a New Year's resolutions for next year. And it really made me think, I need to, to get on it. I've got to figure out what my resolution is going right. to be. Got to get on board here. I know. So people were encouraged to essentially share their resolutions with you via video as part of this contest, right? Yeah, that's what they do. So they go in, they're shown several pictures of different places. They tell us kind of their preferences, what they would like to do, who they would travel with. Um, and then there's an open-ended question where they tell us about their resolution. And if they want, they can submit a video to tell us about it. And I'll tell you, there's, there's some really great written entries, but the ones that have been, I think, the best are the ones with the videos. Um, we've got people who bring their husbands and wives and kids on the screen and, and talk about what the last two years has been like and how this pandemic has really affected them and how they're really hoping for a better 2022. Okay, so... Follow up to that, and then we'll get to your bonus round question. So when you sit down and analyze this mound of data with your agency's BVK and digital relativity, what do you think we're going to see differently coming out of West Virginia yeah. in this new year? Yeah, so the first thing is going to be that the 10 people who win the trips to West Virginia, we will document those trips um, and they will become a part of our marketing profile over the next couple of months. So stay tuned for more on that. But I think long term, this has caused us to really take a closer look at our marketing strategy. In the DMO world, much of our strategies focus around activities, focus on what's unique in our destinations. But we're looking to take things a step further now and really talk some about the lifestyle that's found here in West Virginia, this idea of mountain life. Um, you know, in West Virginia, we don't have a single city with more than 55,000 people. 
So when you come to our state, you're really going to get to experience culture in one of our small mountain towns. And that is something that we're going to showcase more in our advertising over the next year. It also fits in really nicely. Our office has been assisting with a remote worker program. So we have received more than 10,000 applications from folks all around the world who want to move to West Virginia to be a remote worker. So all these things layer on top and tell us that the quality of life here, the quality of the experience that you're going to get when you visit is something we should be spending more time on and focusing on. So you'll certainly see that in everything that we do in the coming year. All right. Well, time for the bonus round question. So in your bio, it says that you uh, are an Oklahoman, but you're really a West Virginian now. But tell us what the difference is. I mean, that's, that's a pretty big shift from, from everything, from topography to culture to, I mean, wow. I'm not sure you can get two states that are much more different than Oklahoma and West Virginia. Tell us what is the same and what's different in uh, this new culture that you find yourself in. Yeah, so um, I'll tell you, in between Oklahoma and West Virginia, I made a pit stop in Washington, D.C. So there's one place that's even more different than those other <laughs> two. But I was, Absolutely. I was born and raised in Norman, Oklahoma, went to school at the University of Oklahoma, um, and then went to D.C. and moved here. I'll tell you that there are more similarities than differences between West Virginia and Oklahoma. Really? Okay. The people, the culture is very, very similar. They're both places where folks are incredibly friendly, um, especially in comparison to some of the larger cities that I've visited. They're both areas where, you know, the locals are going to bring you right in, welcome you, help you fix your flat tire, do any of those things. The biggest difference, I would say, is obviously the topography. In Oklahoma, you can see as far as you as you can look. Um, you can see these amazing sunsets. But it is very, very different in West Virginia. We've got a very mountainous culture here, obviously, um, and the topography is so different. The number one difference, I would tell you, are the roads. So I grew up in, in Oklahoma learning to drive um, on very, very flat roads. They were all laid out like a grid. And then when I arrived here in West Virginia, it was hard for me to get used to these curvy mountain roads. Nothing is on a grid. Nobody knows which way north is, but it is spectacularly beautiful. So it's a, it's a very, very nice contrast. They're both great places, but I am absolutely a West Virginian for life now. All right. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for sharing the uh, research data. Obviously, it was proprietary. And then y'all said, you know, we should share this and everybody can take advantage of some of the things that you've learned. And so thank you for that. And here's hoping that you a do some resolutions and that your success rate is better than you found in the Longwoods research, because it's <laughs> only 53% of us, according to this study, are successful in keeping any of our resolutions. So here's hoping that the ones that you do come with all come to fruition. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you bet. That's it for this edition of DMOU. Tell your friends and your peers. This is where the best and the brightest get together to tell inspiring stories for DMO pros. And thanks too to our sponsor, Civitas Advisors, the leading resource for tourism improvement districts. John Lambeth and his expert team deliver unequaled knowledge, depth, and experience to destinations and communities that seek sustainable funding solutions to fuel their futures. You can learn more at civitasadvisors.com. DMOPros.com is where you're going to find more on our services to the DMO world, plus links to past editions of the Z News, our book Destination Leadership, the biggest DMO job board on the planet, as well as links to earlier episodes of DMOU. That's DMOPros with a Z.com. Executive producer of DMOU is Terry White, and this is a production of DMO Pros. I'm your host, Bill Geist. Until next time.